0: Welcome back to the Death and Betrayal podcast With me on deck is Craig, as always mm-hmm. As usual, I think there's been one or two Where I haven't been around, one or two where you haven't been around yeah. So I shouldn't say as always 99.9% um,
1: yeah. of the time it's just me and you Yeah,
0: yeah mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. It's your usual, uh, you know, skeleton crew
1: <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get this ship through the, uh, the warp best we can
0: that's right get it right into your ear holes Mm, mm -hmm. um yeah get that in your veins (laughs) uh yeah awesome um so uh yeah how you been uh pretty good how about you uh busy busy Yeah.
1: yeah yeah uh last week i uh i worked seven days straight so it was a bit of a long week for me i know you've been busy you got a lot you've been doing a lot of traveling for work as well right
0: yeah, I was in Halifax uh, for a little bit there. went over the deck box like I usually do. Um, mm-hmm. you know, saw if there was anything to grab. N- nothing really. Um, when I was there, I ended up going to uh, the movie theater with uh, a buddy of mine. He's yep. a pretty big nerd. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I get since he doesn't quite have the same sort of nerd friends uh, around. But, um, I, oh, I mean, you know me. I don't know fucking shit about dragon ball z oh you uh, went and saw
1: the dragon ball z movie i did yeah. i haven't seen th-
0: man yeah um yeah so my my buddy is like he's a he's a big fan and uh yeah. like the weekend before he had played in like a, a dragon ball z like fighting game tournament there's a big like atlantic canada yeah. tournament the weekend before my brother and my buddy uh, jordan played in it mm-hmm. um different games um but uh yeah. So anyway, so we we went and I just got like high out of my fucking gourd first because I don't know like, what's going on. Yeah. yeah. And so there's like there was times definitely where I like I did ask questions, but times where I was just like, oh, this is going to be annoying to everyone else in the fucking theater. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it wasn't uh, it wasn't bad actually. The animation was cool. Um, again, like I, I don't I, they did a little bit of a like, hey, here's a <laughs> Bless oh, pardon me. sorry um yeah there was a you know a couple uh minutes at the beginning of like hey here's the story so far and it kind of touched on things but yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like that this you you did not give me enough of a <laughs> of a what's happening here um and uh yeah so anyways it, it was it was fine and then you know i went back to the hotel and had a couple more negronis um because mm-hmm. the hotel actually had some dynamite negronis and uh
1: yeah, I, was, I believe I was on the phone with you when you uh when you got there. You went that you were down to That the... was the
0: first that was the first yeah. night. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um was uh Wednesday night, I think. Mm-hmm. Um and then actually that I think it was that Wednesday night actually um yeah, it was uh I, I actually jumped on the Eye of Horus podcast and recorded over there. So if you haven't listened to their 200th 200th episode special, um jump on over listen to part 1. Yeah, give it a uh, listen. I was lucky enough to take part in that and we talked about um cryptids again and uh <laughs> um and uh the push for beta garmin uh, mm-hmm. as well so um yeah which uh which has been cool uh that's that's been just going hog wild where we're almost to the end of phase one um by the time this comes out phase one will be done mm-hmm. so if you're listening to this and you're like oh man like where is the update um I'm gonna try to get an update out by August 30th, mm-hmm. which is actually the the day that this is coming out. I think. Yep. Um, and then uh, I- I'm gonna try to get an update out and get the the thing um, the map updated and uh, everything else because technically the the second phase really wouldn't start until september 1st but i have to leave for work again um, yeah. on the 31st so uh, i'm gonna have to change the um google form or maybe what i'll do is I'll, I'll just duplicate the form make a second phase so that actually people can if they're coming in late they can still play their own phase one yeah and then like you know they can play a game in phase one and then play a game in phase two and i'll just unpin the phase one yeah yeah um google form and, uh, I think, I think maybe I'll do it that way. So, um uh, always go to the, always go to the Google form that's in the post pinned to the top,
2: because mm-hmm.
0: then you'll be able to use that one. But if you're getting in late, um, and you want to play catch up, you can do that. And, um, I'll, uh, I'll try to remember every phase to go back and see if I can update those sections and it'll just be more it'll just be like we're getting updated information yeah like yeah new fleets escaped from say the fires of Istvan and let us know that it's not well that's actually not what happened um, mm, mm. yeah uh, yeah maybe I'll do it like that be cool but anyways yeah, we're getting yeah. Getting
1: some fantastic uh, reports in and you know it's uh, really it's really uh, coming along real nice really nicely
0: yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been wild. We're at 171 members, mm-hmm. um, as of today. Yep. Um, let me jump over to my Jugle Drive.
1: Juggle Drive.
0: Got yeah, new responses here. Uh, yeah, we're in. We're well into the double digits of responses now. Nice. So, um, lots of cool stories happening there. And and I know there's one guy messaged me and said he's got three that he has to put in. He hasn't done it yet. Hmm um and uh yeah and, and music city heresy actually uh was included in this so they they roped in i can't remember if we talked about that but we did yep yep yeah um i know colton's uh he's either running or taking part in an event i believe that happens in september so that'll probably be in phase two uh, and they're yeah. just going to put all of their their games into the push for beta garmin mm. and uh I had another gentleman reach out um christopher j gimble uh and so we'll do his event shout out right now it's the ghost planet Paul x and it's it's the narrative event in minneapolis and takes place on september 10th um so he hasn't quite decided how he's gonna incorporate into um the push for beta garmin whether that's the same way that music city heresy is doing it yeah or if he wants to uh, create a critical event and then any you know anyone can kind of participate in it but uh he does have a bit of lore here um it's big but I, I'll, I'll read it out. Okay. Um yeah, so Bran Sermac didn't want to be back on Polterx. He hated Polterex. He hated the dust, he hated the rad storms. He hated the constant burnt metal smell of the wastes, the empty hives and the flash burned silhouettes of the dead. It was all that remained of the people he had met during his first visit fifty years ago. The anniversary of that damned compliance had come and gone during his deployment. He couldn't stand it. The thing he hated most, of course, was how much it reminded him of his homeworld deliverance. The memory was so near him as if it was yesterday. He had just joined a Seeker squad then. He was still a junior Astartes new in the ranks of the Raven Guard, and quickly risen to the position due to his calm accuracy with the Bolter. He was gleeful that a campaign had come that suited his new position so well. Eager to please, he had thrown himself into his new role and failed. His superiors didn't blame him nor his squad. Their metrics for success or failure were different than his own. In his eyes of the Imperium, Polterax, or more properly sixteen one was a costly yet successful compliance. His guilty conscience was self inflicted. The original plan was to take the planet with minimal bloodshed. He had supported that plan. He had met with the secretive warriors of the twentieth Legion and the Imperial Iterators to implement that plan. They had achieved early successes, they had been met with terrible force. Polterax was a hive world and a forge world. The locals were a mix of peoples, the leaders were once offshoots of the blind fleets sent by the Mechanicum during the Age of Strife. The rest were their slaves. When the pioneer companies of the 5th Legion first made contact, they were attacked in orbit by weapons of extreme potency and barely escaped. The Emperor responded personally and formed the 16th Expeditionary Fleet with a heavy Mechanicum force, as well as selections from several Astartes Legions thinking that the obvious similarities would allow for a peaceful compliance. This ultimately failed. When the Emperor's overtures for peace were rebuffed and his own flagship was openly attacked, he withdrew and sent in the 19th and 20th. Their covert skills would prove invaluable. The Ravengard and Alpha Legion had infiltrated deep into the hives and immediately found willing allies among the oppressed populace. The people were strong, hardy, intelligent, and compassionate, descended from the original settlers of the planet. They had been shackled in chains by the tech cult barons and had seen their beautiful world polluted by the newcomer Martian rulers. They were open to hearing of the Imperial truth and with the help of the iterators mastery of propaganda were led by the Raven Guard and Alpha Legion into open revolt. Their masters, instead of relinquishing control to the mob, obliterated them with a holocaust of nuclear weapons. The entire surface of the planet was blasted by thermonuclear weapons of a potency never before seen. What few seas the planet had were boiled away. Whole hives were blown open by atomics. In the face of the firestorm and the radioactive fallout, every living thing on the planet died. Everything except a few lucky souls encased in power armor and the tiny enclave of cyborg barons. Bron had heard that the Emperor had breached their giant Skyborne fortress by teleporting into their midst and slew them all himself. The natives, however, were all gone. During the aftermath, deep within the scorched hives, the Imperials found what tech, the tech barons had been so reluctant to give up. Newly constructed warp-capable drives, stockpiles of atomics, biological, and chemical weapons. It was clear that the barons had been planning a crusade of their own. The finds were merely, were minorly radioactive, and it would be decades before the radios, the radioisotopes decay would make them be safe enough to salvage. Bron Cermak himself had recuperated the radiation poisoning would have killed a normal human, instead doomed him to a full two years in the company of an apothecarium. He returned to service and participated in many more campaigns. His radburns healed, but the scars he carried upon his soul would not knit. Now he had returned. The planet was wholly different place than he had remembered. The throngs of people eager for liberation were now no more than ash. Their towering hives had toppled. The surface was still too radioactive for anyone less than an Astartes to set foot upon. The reason he was here was different. The galaxy had been torn asunder, and like him, the warriors of the 20th Legion had remembered Polterax, the host of traitors upon the planet, now had clashed with those loyal to the Emperor, and the prize, the unclaimed bounty of warp drives, and exterminatus-grade weapons hidden beneath the ghost hives, he had buried himself in rubble. His whole squad had hidden themselves in the ruins of the hive through affair. There were no people here to help with insurgency or sabotage, so the remnants of the 19th would do it themselves. Ahead of them, a battle raged, a full-throated armor battle between the 10th and the 16th. Tanks dueled in the open yards of the once-thriving Hive Gate. Great armored vehicles of the Astartes hurled insane ordnance at each other in tiny pockets of open space in the cramped Hive City. Here were the guts of the Hive and the open wasteland met. The Iron Hands were attempting a breakthrough. The Sons of Horus were rushing reinforcements to repel them from their claim. The massive highway bridge loomed in the scope of bronze stalker pattern bolt gun. The supports had been mined hours before his squad, by his squad, with Melta charges seeded throughout the span. As he watched silently and unmoving, a column of 16th Legion vehicles in dirty sea green grumbled across. He waited patiently. He kept from moving, just a little more. As the first elements of the column made it across, he waited a little more. Just enough across the chasm, that they could handle enough that the rest of the sons of horus would crowd into the span of the bridge finally he closed his thumb on the detonator the ends of the bridge sparks and cloud of dust formed under the support pillars for a second nothing further happened but then the length snapped in half folding inwards like a length of cloth falling gently down nearly a dozen tanks and even more legionaries plummeted into the darkness lost to the abyss of the underhive Atop one of the few tanks to make it across, a bewildered tank commander emerged from his vehicle's top hatch. He lifted his helmet and opened his mouth to speak. Bronze shot, took off the top of his scalp, and painted the tank's turret with the traitor's brains before a single word could be spoken. The rest of the Raven Guard burst forth from their concealed positions and let loose with heavy weapons. More, armed with chain blades or short range mental weapons, dropped from the shadows of the chamber's high ceiling on shrieking jump packs. Their matte black armor made them appear as vengeful ghouls, and their gleaming red eyes betrayed murderous intent. Bursting forth from a heap of debris, a dreadnought led the charge, its vox emitters breaking the silence with a battle cry that echoed throughout the vast hive chamber. Death to traitors. Nice. So, yeah, uh, just a quick snapshot of um, the Ghost Planet Polterax. So Mm -hmm. being put on by Renegade Wargaming, the Autumn Assault Horse Heresy. Uh, 20 people have responded so far. There's only five tickets left. So if you're in the Minneapolis area, uh, head on over there and get a ticket. Um, We'll have the uh, Facebook event page in our show notes. Again, that's September 10th at 8 a.m., and uh i believe it's being played at game center tickets are available at web.bestcoastpairings.com event.php uh but uh yeah jump on over there the participants will be divided into equal teams of loyalists and traders um while this is a match play format each team will require a level of teamwork in order to achieve victory over the overall narrative so it's 15 dollars. it is at game center roseville um they will be using best coast pairings for ticketing at the event mm-hmm. and the ticket sales can be found here. And there's a player's pack there as, uh, in the link, uh, on the Facebook page as well. So jump on over there, uh, help decide who gets all that, uh, Geneva convention breaking weaponry. Mm-hmm. And if you're not part of the push for beta Garmin, um, what man, you've been under a rock.
1: No, I'm <laughs> kidding.
0: But get over there. Um, it's, uh, the stories have been unbelievable. Um, they have been. Yeah. It's, uh, I, like I, I love opening it up, and almost every morning now I've got a new story to read, um, and it's it's brilliant. Uh, it's been fully humbling. Um, so yeah, uh, again, if you haven't been to the push for Beta Garmin, if you haven't taken place, go check it out. Um, the stories for these warlords are really taking shape, and it's it's friggin' awesome. Um, yeah, mm. but anyways. Um cool so uh, that's that's probably enough gushing over the push for beta garmin uh, on deck for the rest of um the uh, shipping manifest today uh we're gonna talk a little bit about um you know what what we've got done hobby wise and mm-hmm. and what uh you know a little sneak peek of what our tale of heresy gamers articles are going to be about because those will be up uh, within a couple days of uh, listening to this mm-hmm. um and uh fuck i gotta finish that um and your article uh uh, yeah (laughs)
1: you haven't submitted it
0: yet yeah yeah uh miles is not happy um
1: he told me he breaks fingers so i got it done
0: yeah he does (laughs) uh that's that's why it's why i keep slowing down um (laughs) yeah no uh it's uh it's mostly done i just i had to fix because um, i took my pictures for it and then i noticed like a couple mold slips and i had to fix that so mm-hmm. um yeah anyways and then uh, in the second half chris from um the Varangian heresy stops by to uh, chat about scandus and the scandus draw and we get like way off base on fucking wildlife um
2: <laughs> oh <laughs>
0: okay yeah yeah it's uh it's gonna be enjoyable I I was not uh, part of,
1: I was not part of that. Um, he recorded in the afternoon and I was at work. Um, so when I listen to it for the first time, it will be while I'm editing it and combining the episode together. Um, but I'll be giving it a listen and hear you guys talk, lose track and talk about animals, apparently wildlife.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so he's, he's also going to talk about, um, like, you know, the, uh, Duchenne muscular dystrophy, um, Uh, raffle and and donation and uh, you can jump over to our link tree that's on our facebook page and our instagram um, profile if you go through there it's the top link you can donate uh and you can you can get a raffle ticket um through your donation so if you donate uh it's a minimum 35 dollar u.s donation to get a ticket um and then uh from there um I mean in previous years there's been tons of stuff they did they did a full Titan house I believe that was for Adeptus Titanicus but fully professionally painted yeah the stuff rivals the Nova Open charity raffle so yeah uh, if you don't have a ticket get over there get one and you can uh, you can help um, fight uh, DeShane's muscle dystrophy
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice.
0: Duchesne's Muscular Dystrophy. Yeah, so um, that'll be an exciting second half, but uh, what have you been up to? And give us a sneak peek at your uh, your article.
1: Well, I officially have one model done for my Emperor's children. Uh, just one. Um, my Leviathan. Is...
0: But that's, that's because you went back and redid some stuff. I right?
1: redid the pain scheme again, and I do we did talk about it on our last episode yeah i think we did with yeah. big john um that was a fantastic episode oh yeah I love we that did yeah. uh but i was able to complete the leviathan 100 got the got the base done got everything done um so i talked about that mostly in my article the struggles of finding uh the struggles of the the paint scheme and finding you know Finding this paint scheme... Working with this paint scheme... Um... And uh... So once I got... Once I got the... The bait... Like... The um... Once I had done a couple test models... And had the... The technique down... Uh... I kind of went full bore... So right now... As it sits... I have... 20 tactical marines... 10 pal... Palatine blade squad or 10 Palatine Blades, Mm -hmm. five Terminators, Joseph Noir, and a... my Dreadnought, my Contemptor Dreadnought from the box set, and my... um, got the Phoenix Lord, Phoenix Lord, uh, or Phoenix Terminator Lord, thank you. Uh, Phoenix Warden. Phoenix Warden. Thank you. It's a new new console type, Mm -hmm. uh, and I haven't had a chance to use it yet, but I got him... All base coated. I've got the washes done on all these models. Um, I got bases done for my HQ, um, the Contemptor, the Five Terminators. The Terminators are currently sitting on their bases, so is the Contemptor. But I still have like weathering to do. I got it's all detail work on this. Yeah. Um, we had been pushing for a, a game this weekend. Um, neither one of us met that challenge because we wanted to have a full thousand points painted. Mm-hmm. We had both been running into some struggles uh, with our paint schemes—not uh, like negative, just like trying to make it work. Um, trying to, uh, you know, find the one we liked. In my case, um, I know you had, you had, you had. You had kind of tweaked your paint scheme a little bit and then it like popped like immensely once the pictures you showed me um and so we weren't able to get the thousand you know a thousand point game in today um but I mean I with the way I've been painting and the way things are going with this army so far I will have my thousand points painted finished hopefully by next week Next weekend so he... I should say. Um I should have I'm gonna I wanna try and get it done for next Sunday. Then I'll be like I have a thousand points done. So my article was basically, you know, Cliff Notes, the struggles of the paint scheme and finding it and then landing on it and then just how much I like it. Um just with how it's been going and with how much I do like it. I got the feeling that this Emperor's Children Army is just going to be one of those ones that's just going to blow up, blow up, blow up, blow up, more models, more models, more models. I was working on my list. Um, I always like to work on the list. Um, I've I've still been trying to learn learn the rules, go through the rules. Um, The big thing was I was upstairs and I was reading at the kitchen table and my son comes and sits down next to me and he starts going through the book and... And now he's super interested in it and being that he is now he's ten years old, so he he's um he's interested in it and he was going through the book and he's like, Well, I'm like, you know, tell me which one you like. And he landed on the Death Guard. He really likes their color scheme. Nice. There you go. And speaking of the Death Guard, those new Death Guard upgrades that came out and holy hell, those are some sexy heads. Oh yeah, that's
0: right. Yeah, they uh yeah, they're pretty nice. They're pretty sharp. Like um, like they are a lot better than those Space Wolf ones.
1: Oh god. You I mean I'm not a, I'm not a fan of Space Wolves as everyone knows, but even I felt bad for the Space Wolves players. Like did you they did you dirty. Games Workshop did you guys dirty.
0: Yep. Yeah. I don't think we need to revisit
1: it, but yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll leave it at that. You're right. Yeah. Um so yeah, that's uh like my goal is in the next seven days uh, a thousand points, done. Nice. Um I have a game lined up with Alex Flack. Oh, sweet. Um, but it won't be my. I, I don't know. I, I, he's he's playing his White Scars. Yep. And I um, I told him I'll bring a. We're gonna do a thousand points. Um, I told him I'll bring one of my uh, Traitorous Legions. So it could be my Emperor's Children or my World Eaters or my Word Bearers or mm-hmm. my Sons of Horus. I haven't decided yet. Um, I think I might just do the Sons of Horus, just because I'm I'm already extremely familiar with the rules. Uh, I've read through their rules several times, and I mean I'm gonna throw a thousand points together and, and you know have a great game. Uh, mm-hmm. I know he's been having. Uh, I was talking with him, and he's been steamrolling people with his white scars, and so he he wanted to make some tweaks to you know, make it more enjoyable for, uh, the, you know, his opponent. Because, yeah, he's been tabling people. And I'm not sure if it's maybe, you know, due to um, misunderstanding the rules or he just really found that, you know, he found the formula kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, me and him are going to have a game, uh, I believe, Thursday. Uh, I got to fire him a message and find out. But I'm pretty sure we're going to play a game on Thursday. Sweet. Um, I'm gonna do a write up for the push for beta garment. I know it will be one day late after, you know, the thirtieth, but it's one day before the first. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. It it still technically will count, and so that that's why I'm thinking I'm gonna have like the separate links. Yeah. Um, because there's gonna be people like yourself that want to play in the first thing, and yeah, you know, they're they're not, they're not gonna input it till like the thirty first, right? Yeah. Um Yeah. And so I'll send the update as quickly as I can, but then we can kind of keep updates alive. Yeah, and we can see things sort of change from month to month.
1: See, so I, I think I've been leaning towards bringing my sons of Horus. I think it'd be fun to have sons of Horse against the the white scars. Mm-hmm. Um, I like my sons of Horse, My sons of Horse. I love them to death. So, but yeah, so I got a, I got a game lined up. Um, I'm hoping once you're back. Uh, you and I can have that thousand point game and uh, you know have our pray tours finally square off to each other Uh, I know we have a mission you know for ourselves
2: Mm -hmm. uh,
1: that we have planned I'm really looking forward to that but that's where I'm at Um, the working seven days straight definitely put a you know put my hobbying on hold but didn't put it on hold completely it just slowed it down yeah Um, that's fair but yeah uh, how about you uh
0: yeah i um uh i got the first layer of red down on that command squad mm-hmm. uh, and then realized i had i missed a mold slip on the foot of my um double sword guy yeah,
2: yeah
0: yeah so i had to fix that um i it's like really really my busy season at work so i've just been friggin slammed yeah um and uh it, it is what it is. But I've got the Crimson down on uh, Kasperian and his command squad and the five um, five assault cannon mm-hmm. members. Uh, and I've got the Crimson down on... Because um, uh, I was starting to make like a separate test model. Actually, it's a little bit more than the Crimson. It's everything except for the final layer, which is um, uh, a little bit of uh, Golden Flesh. Mm-hmm. Um glazed with uh, and then you know uh, again just down to the finest point with um, vanilla white mixed into it mm-hmm. so that's what I was doing before like on my full SAS model um, is how I did it and kind of dulls it down a little bit so uh, I, I wanted something that made it pop a little bit more so I got all the way to that to that point and then as i was playing with the primary red i was like i wonder if i can just put like a filter of primary red over the other tactical marines Mm -hmm. and then i don't have to fucking repaint shit yeah um and so i put a filter layer of primary red over the tactical marines and it just increased that like richness and luminosity and blended it together a little bit nicer than it already Mm -hmm. was uh and um and uh i fixed some of the shadows before i did that on them so i took the crimson and i played with that a little bit and then i played with the primary red a little bit just to sort of again like shrink the shadows a little bit yeah um and uh and then i've got uh, the first layer of weathering done on like eight of the tactical marines um but uh yeah it's uh eh, yeah, So I've, I've got a Dreadnought kind of like mostly ready, um, mm-hmm. mostly red, I should say. I get this guy that I could use as like a champion, I guess, if I wanted to, but I may just, uh, he's not on the same kind of base, so I may strip him and just use like his legs for something, maybe.
1: Okay.
0: Um, pull the top head off of him. I don't know. I haven't decided. Um, <clears throat> but uh, that's using like the Praetor Tribune model.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah
0: and uh that's like oh and i got um i got my uh i got the the blue down so i mean the red's like super friggin' it just takes forever um and so i i had one day where i got to do like airbrushing mm-hmm. and it was like two hours i think mm-hmm. and they were they were already primed like i managed to prime them the day before and uh, so then I had to put a layer of Caspian blue over all of them. I actually put that over Ralduron and the five um, recon marines as well. Mm-hmm. And then then I had to zenith highlight them. And so I zenith highlighted the the command squad and the and the rotor cannons or the assault scan cannon squad. And mm-hmm. I did it to Ralduron and the five um, the five recon marines as well. So they're all white and ready to go and then i was like holy crap like just to get the like the red's very luminous but Mm -hmm. it takes so much just on that first layer of crimson to like really build it up Mm -hmm. but the blue like the shadows become much much nicer than they are if i had just gone like black and then red over top of it Mm um so you know I'm, i'm Glad that I, I didn't necessarily go that route with it, but um, yeah, it's uh, it it looks really good now, but it it took so long. Like my finger was just killing me at the end of that.
1: Mm, yeah, you were saying,
0: um, and I was like, fuck! Like I have probably like another hours more of airbrushing or more to do. Definitely more if I include the red on the the Recon Marines and mm-hmm. Um But uh, and then I I was trying to. Uh, prime my crimson paladins with gloss black far- or gloss black primer because mm-hmm. I understand that that is better for metallics. Um, oh is it? Yeah uh, apparently like if you use a gloss black pl- primer and then put like metallics over it it like it, for whatever reason is just nicer it just looks better. Um, so I was like, well fuck it I'll try it uh, And then um, pro tip if you're gonna do that do a matte black primer first. Because particularly on the resin, there's like little pockets where like I couldn't fucking get it to actually like go. It would just run, um, yeah. probably because of the gloss varnish in there. Yeah, and it would just like kind of spot almost like you know how for a while there um, the Forge World resin like you'd occasionally get a spot where no matter what you fucking did, like you couldn't get like yeah. you couldn't get yeah. primer on it. Yeah, and I was like, oh fuck! Like is that what is that what happened here? Because I bought these guys like from the Forge World booth and yeah uh vegas like in 2019 and i was like fuck like i ain't gonna get a return on that now yeah yeah. um but uh the matte varnish went right onto it without an issue and then uh, i'm gonna put the gloss varnish over top of it um so that that'll actually uh help it quite a bit and then i i think i'm just gonna use like i'm torn between airbrushing some of my scale 75 colors or just using like the ak interactive like metallic wax yeah and then airbrushing maybe a little bit of like the metallic colors to kind of build it up and then airbrushing like some matte sort of, uh, shade colors in to create the depth, um, that I want because I'm not going to Zenith highlight them cause I'm going to want the metal over the yeah. whole thing. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking that's probably what I'll do. I, I guess I, I'm, I'm not wholly sure. Um, but I want them to look fucking pretty nice and pretty cool and, mm-hmm. But then that's that's got me on the fence with my Contemptor because I was going to do that all in gold, and part of me still says that I should, but I don't really know. So I covered that in Caspian blue anyway, just in case, because I can go over it with the gloss black primer if I'm going to do that. Yeah. But I'm going to wait until my um, Crimson Paladins are done, so I'll. I'll, But and then yeah, uh, and I'm gone like from Tuesday until like the following tuesday basically so i'm gone for like a fucking week yeah so I, I won't have my thousand points done at the same time that you do but probably take me another week week and a half maybe after that to get through those but, okay okay um yeah so uh yeah so feel free to get you know joseph into the fight um joseph. early and then you know uh my guy will come out of cygnus in like phase two and be like whoa whoa that's fucking wild <laughs> and then you'll be like, "Hey, check out this cool uh Bose speaker system I had put into my oh. molars." <laughs> wah, wah. And I'll be like, "Yo, no. No, that's not cool." Yeah.
1: That's not cool. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, um, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so um yeah, I think that'll uh I think that'll that'll look cool so my my article is just gonna be probably around my um my command squad just mm. what I did there and I tweaked the red recipe a little bit so I might throw a picture of one of those guys in there and be like yeah, this is what they will look like because yeah. I probably I probably won't get to finish the red tomorrow like I'd like to um because I'd like that for the pictures for my article but yeah um yeah And uh, I don't know, hopefully I still even make it in I might just get pushed Might just be a do-over
1: Huh,
0: well let's Let's... hope you get it in Yeah, well, whatever Miles might tell me to fuck off
1: (laughs) (laughs) You missed the the cutoff, man Sorry Yeah, I I, even I was two days late Because I was rushing to get uh, The Contemptor, or not the Contemptor The Leviathan done And Mm. I was like, yeah, I'm really sorry, man And he's like Just get it in i break fingers i was like okay okay i know you're a big yeah. man <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's a big guy um
0: yeah uh, he's a tall motherfucker
1: <laughs> but yeah yeah so hopefully you get it done i know yeah like you said this is a busy season for you for work so yeah
0: yeah so it is uh tough mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but uh, yeah and then uh, we've got a question in is uh, anything happened yet for people to claim the Primarchs and such um, not yet post will go up in September for, uh, for, LVO? for LVO for the Mega Battle oh okay uh, yeah chill guys we'll get there
1: people are just uh, chomping at the bit yeah they are
0: uh yeah and then actually on, on the course of LVO I guess uh, we have decided to add a one day competitive tournament um, and we'll see that uh, we'll see that on the Sunday so if you have um, you know a bit of a competitive or power gaming streak or whatever you want to call it because this is going to be like a mini excruciatus mm-hmm. um, so if, if you got a real bone like that in your body and you don't really care for mega battles or maybe you're playing 40k on Friday Saturday and uh, you know, you don't expect to be playing that on Sunday, or you know, maybe you played Friday, Saturday, in A Song of Ice and Fire, and you want to play in the tournament on Sunday for thirty k. Mm-hmm. Grab yourself a ticket. Space is limited. It's only uh, forty forty spots. It's all the tables I could free up. Um, yeah, with, uh, you know, yeah. Leveling, leveling people up on mega battle tables. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Um, on the Sunday, so um, uh, it's it's very limited. But uh, I I will be. I'll be pleasantly surprised if we sell out the 40 tickets for the competitive, um, but we're at 80 tickets uh, sold for the narrative experience. Mm. Oh, yeah, wow. Uh, yeah, So, uh, and we, we've got 100 spi- hundred spaces, so there's only 20 spots left if you want to come play in the, the narrative experience at LVO, which, uh, of course, will flow into the push for Beta Garmin as well. So I haven't announced that yet, but we can consider this the official announcement of it. um yeah so uh that'll that'll contribute uh and then i'm trying to organize some fun like after after hours activities for everyone as well
1: that's awesome Uh, yeah
0: so so, uh, that's been that's been heavy and then a lot of my hobby time has just been fucking push for beta garmin stuff like trying to prep for the next thing and reviewing the mechanicum book for lvo and i think i'm gonna have to take a lot of the restrictions off um just cause like the automata rule seems far more prevalent than it used to be. Mm-hmm. And I get the sense that, um, it's not quite the runaway train that it used to be. Mm. Um, if, if that makes sense. So, yeah. uh, I think what I'm in, you know, don't take this as gospel, but I think what I made you is, um, uh, I think what I may do is, uh, just kind of take, um, put the restriction to you must use the crusade force organization for your primary detachment um Mm. and uh continue to ban like titans uh in the day one day two obviously you can bring as many fucking titans as you want on day three we'll figure it out yeah um and uh and then I'll just start pairing people up with like like looking list to like looking list. So if you if you like, you know, if I do that and then say you're like, cool, I'm gonna bring like my all tank army, mm-hmm. you're probably gonna fight another all tank army like a lot.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Or you're gonna fight a Fury of the Ancients list like a lot. Um Yeah. Because realistically that's where you'd be tactically deployed to. They'd be like, oh shit, like there's a mechanicum detachment with fucking a nighthouse backing it up. Like, well, we should probably send tanks to fucking deal with that. Yeah, you shouldn't send a bunch of you know, militiamen on foot with Laz rifles to deal with that. Like, you you wouldn't do that. It Doesn't you know. seem balanced. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm I'm, ju- I'm juggling a couple potential ideas here, um, and uh, I'm I'm not quite sure what the the best way to go is. But that's also part of the difficulty of trying to plan an event with a narrative scope because that's really where the restrictions came from is it wasn't really about balance. Mm. It was about um, like pushing forward on the narrative. Right. So like I've already made some slight adjustments where I removed the no flyer rule. um, And now it's only flyers with a transport capacity can be in your 2000 point list.
2: Mm.
0: Right. So if you want to run like the right of war that lets you take all storm eagles, like you can do that. Yeah. Right. or if you want to run a drop pod assault you can do that because I mean let's be real like that's how a landing party would fucking get to the planet is yeah. by a drop pod right um, and realistically you'd have all of your interceptor craft dogfighting each other yeah, as 100%. people are starting to land so um, you know li- little things little things like that um, I think is, uh, is probably what I'll keep it as and then you know you're second thousand points for your three thousand point list on the day two can start having allied detachments and mm-hmm, things of that nature. So you can have a two thousand point uh, primary detachment that's fitted out with um, to the Crusade Force organization. And I think i I think I'll probably do it that way. Um and then, you know, depending on kind of a list you bring, if like we'll make make adjustments and try to pair you up with like minded folks. Yeah. Yeah. Um it'll be a little more labor intensive. might slow me down a little bit.
1: Yeah. Well, you'll but figure it out.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. I'm kind of leaning more towards that. Um, yeah, I feel, kind of feel like I'm stuck in a no win situation with this regardless. Um, cause we've got such a large influx of people and people that are new to sort of narrative gaming and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. new to 30 K. And it may seem like I'm trying to, I don't know, hesitate to use the word discriminate, but I'm gonna, um, against people with that sort of a list but it's not it's not discrimination because you're still going to have fun if you're playing that list because you want to be playing that list Mm -hmm. if your contingent for fun requires you playing that list against someone that's wholesale unable to play against it uh then i you know i'm not really too upset if you feel like I'm being unfair, because that's kind of an unfair way to treat
1: it. Yeah, I mean, if if you're, we're all there to have fun. And, yeah, and uh, you know, if you, if your enjoyment in playing the game is um, having your opponent not enjoy themselves, does it, that doesn't seem like that's not the spirit of the game? That's not why we're in this. It's a social game yeah yeah
0: and i mean if you're if you're playing an all tank army because you fucking love tanks and you think tank aces are sweet and you're all about like uh you know the movie fury Mm. um then you're probably gonna fucking have a real rad time if you spend the whole time having tank ace duels against other all tank armies yeah like you know or other like really heavy tank armies Mm -hmm. um you're probably gonna think that's fucking wicked uh, you know or maybe you self mediated and you didn't bring exclusively tanks and you know you brought a lot of tanks but you also brought like some armored you know mounted infantry to kind of back that up mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. which would make sense and I would probably that's how I would probably do it like you know I'm I'm going to do at some point like an alpha legion Talon army where mm.
1: it's just
0: like you know it's going to be armored breakthrough it's going to be tons of fucking tanks and, uh, and I think that's going to be fucking awesome and I want to run like a big tank battle event
2: mm. where it's just oh, all yeah.
0: fucking tanks like That'd be friggin' awesome, like a one-day tank battle. i would be rad.
1: It would be. A um,
0: so yeah, I mean, it's it's not about me trying to control people. It's about me trying to find a way that the story fits within the constraints of the game. Mm-hmm. Again, I point to page one fifty-four. It's the rule set is a scaffolding by which to enjoy yourself and to create a story and a narrative. And yeah, um, and uh, you know, I'm I'm living and I'm dying by that creed um so you know i i I like what i'm doing with the um the blood angels and i like what i'm gonna do with the alpha legion and
1: well i mean it seems like a lot it seems like a lot of people are definitely behind behind you because i mean we're at 80 people for lvo
0: yeah yeah 80 people for a narrative event um it's massive man
1: it's big um the winds they are are changing
0: yeah rivals stuff like wars on houston and other big narrative events
1: so um yeah that's awesome I, that. I mean it, it's 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 gonna be a lot of fun like if, if we're all going there with the um intention to have fun and making mm-hmm. friends i mean that's there's nothing more you can ask for
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. You'll be you'll be off to the races. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. With that,
1: uh, with eighty people,
0: uh, if you're interested in volunteering with the thirty k uh, team at LVO, um, get in touch with me either through the podcast or on my Facebook, uh, Arthur Alex, mm-hmm. and we'll see if we can find a way for you to help. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd rather you play if you can play because you'll have a lot more fun doing that than watching other people play so um well that's and yeah, that, well, that's, some for some some reason you can't play but you want to get a ticket and you want to check out the convention feel free but i'm not i'm not looking to rope people into uh to becoming volunteers
1: well i mean it, i mean as you get to that you know that level that size that number of people it it, it becomes um a little more not stressful but like it's like herding cats you know and it can it can be it can be a little you know being pulled in a million different directions it's just having some support was can be very helpful um yeah yeah
0: Yeah. well like i'm i mean again i'm thinking like three steps ahead here but um you know i I don't use an app really so i'm going to try to look if there's some way for me to be able to somewhat automate this um i think i've got a way to at least automate the scores um Mm -hmm. and kind of do like a digital campaign record instead of the physical one yeah so then then i don't have to like physically check 80 campaign records because that'll really slow down like i I mean i'll I'll have an hour between when the narrative event ties up on day three and when the competitive event ties up Mm -hmm. on uh, the sunday um so that way we can do prizes for both all at the same time and and then everyone can kind of be a part of it because your competitive guys will be in the same room so if your friends are playing in the competitive and that's not your thing and you want to finish out the campaign and play day three in the mega battle or play in the zm that we've got there mm-hmm. or on one of the smaller tables that surround it then you can do that and you don't have to feel like you're abandoning your friends or like you're in some other area and vice yeah. versa if you if you know you really want to play in the tournament on the Sunday, but you kind of feel like you know you don't want to be that far away from your buddies or feel like you're abandoning them, you don't have to worry about that because we're all going to be in the same area
2: mm-hmm. um, and
0: we're all going to do the prizes at the end. So we'll all kind of see what's happening in, in every way, shape, or form, and, and it'll be a real you know nice group activity for people who prefer all game styles um, without you know hopefully without causing any uh, friction.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. So,
0: yeah um but with that uh i think that's all i had um i think we'll probably take a quick break and then we'll come back with chris sounds great the death material podcast with me on deck is chris from the varangian heresy how you doing buddy
3: oh i'm fine thanks for having me on
0: yeah thanks for uh making the time i appreciate it i know it's uh, fucking real late <laughs> where you are
3: <laughs> well i found out like a healthy disrespect for your own corporeal body and just like having kids so like when they're asleep you just want to care to live your life to the best of your ability and just go like haha, daddy has a good life, we want you guys to sleep. <laughs> That's good to so know. Like sleep's enemy.
0: <laughs> I don't have children, but I have a very um high maintenance dog.
3: <laughs> well, you can train the dog, right? Uh
0: yeah, he just has like health <laughs> issues. <laughs> like Um So like he like poops like two times more than a regular dog and constantly needs like medication injections and stuff.
3: Yeah, but like, for example, yesterday, my seven year old son turned around to my two year old daughter, was just acting, you know, like a two year old does, just walking around, like, kicking stuff that makes sounds and yelling to see what happens. Yeah. And my, da- my son swivels in his seat, goes, like, I'm really not in the mood for any of your antics at this moment, <laughs> like in Swedish. And yeah. I was just looking at my wife, like, I have no idea where the fuck he gets this shit from. And she's just <laughs> like, You don't? Do You really not? Do You have no idea. I'm like, Nope. So like I guess your dog very rarely starts drinking like whiskey in the middle of the afternoon and looking at like hey we should really get in a game of Warhammer.
0: Uh no but he uh fucking would drink the whiskey if you left it out.
3: Um uh, I immediately has, like your dog.
0: <laughs> he has zero self-control. Um I uh when he was a puppy, he got into like the fucking pantry and ate like a bunch of coffee. And I me <laughs> like and uh yeah, I I was fucking beside myself cuz that's like super deadly. <laughs> Um, oh, it's
3: I just figured like. Oh it's no, be, it's like no, that mastering. that will like kill I've him. I eaten the coffee, and now I will defecate. No, everywhere. no, it, it'll kill him in you. like a
0: hurry. Um, and uh, oh, so like yeah, we got him to the vet, and it was like fine. He gave no shits. He did not care that he was at the vet and had like induced vomiting and had to spend the rest of the day there. And then he came back and fucking just thought everything was hunky dory. And I was like, you you almost killed me today, like,
3: um. He was, like, to Tallulah Bankhead out of the VD yeah,
0: department. Like, yeah. don't you think well, I the, that? Now, now I this? lock all my coffee, like, not just, you know, just in case he manages to get the pantry door open. The coffee is, like, locked in a fucking metal container that, like, twists tight, um, just so you can't ever get to it. But my last my dog was not. The legal
3: definition is, but if you yeah. want to trade that dog for, like, one or two kids. No, thanks. Like...
0: Uh, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. But, um I would I would uh, abduct a scientist to make him immortal and fix all of his digestive issues um, but yeah <laughs> he was he was on, on medication like which idea. makes him like super friggin' hungry like uncontrol yeah. like insatiably hungry so he just like he he just got into everything now everything's like locked up super tight uh yeah but it, so if you left like anything out like I've got a buddy coming to watch him and I'm just like already anxious about it. Because I'm like, you don't fucking realize, man, like, you can't take your eyes off this son of a bitch. And if you're going to, you have to put him in a kennel. (laughs) um, Because he will find a way to ruin your life.
3: Um, Uh, At uh, my old job, like, we had a lady who was like head of customer service. Yep. Uh, Have you ever, like, had a colleague or like a friend who anthropomorphizes their pet? Like, they assume it's like a little human. Yeah. And, like, I don't mean, like, hey, dogs have, like, feelings or, like, pets are valid, members of your family. I meant that, like, I could get the days off because we have a very generous social system in Sweden. So, like, if my kids are sick, I get to take a day off. No questions asked. Yeah. And I get paid for it. And she got so pissed that, like, a couple of us just had our first kids. Yeah. So, like, she started talking to her boss and she demanded days off to care for a sick dog. (laughs) Like, legally mandated. Like legally she mandated did, days off? Yeah, like she was uh she was sort of like in a question relationship with her manager. Yep. We never quite figured out what was. So some days she just stayed at home and said that like uh, poodles isn't feeling too great today. And so I was like, But well, you can't just stay home, and take care of your dog. Like we, we feel for you, but it's a dog. And yeah, she was you like take yeah, your
0: like, like paid bro. time off for that.
3: Yeah, and she just yelled at us like, Well, she had like this weird Russian Finnish accent like well at least I can train my dog to win competitions and do the high jumps and not shit fucking everywhere and throw up at work when you bring them in so I don't see the fucking difference
0: um I mean you could train a kid to like win high jump competitions
3: yeah but like she's like my two-year-old is smarter than your two-year-old I'm like yeah but two-year-olds dogs are like what 14
0: uh yeah (laughs) yeah exactly um yeah, so I don't Jay know that that like argument's trade. not going to hold up. I I think, but
3: um, no, I, I, I think bet. like she, she did that for a while, and nobody like reprimanded her. So hey, more power to her. Honest, oh, fucking yeah, good for her. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, I'm it's not I'm like pretty lucky. But...
3: From me in it me anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um...
3: <laughs> this is what we're discussing today. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking the logistics of uh, whether or not your dog entitles you to pay time off. In,
3: um in Sweden it can, like. We have okay. we have a bunch of really redid- redid- Sweden social. laws. <laughs> yeah, you should move here.
0: Yeah, I'm already used to the cold, so it'll be fine.
3: Yeah, and I mean hey, looking at global warming, the cold's not gonna be an issue for a couple of years in a couple of years, so hey. Eh?
0: Well, what's the water level gonna be then? Because I'm not a very oh, yeah, strong that's true. swimmer.
3: Ah well, you know. <laughs> you, it's like when you run from a bear, you don't have to be a strong swimmer, You're just a bit better swimmer than the one around you.
0: I don't think that's true. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh i mean the bear part yeah like you don't have to be faster than the bear just faster than like somebody else um also you'll never be faster than the bear <laughs>
3: isn't it like one of those things that if you run downhill a bear can't quite catch up to you because like they have the front legs to slow them down but uphill you're screwed
0: i i, I don't think that's true either um because a bear like the on flat ground
3: can run like 60 kilometers an hour or something. Um. I just got to talk because that means my grandpa lied to me about how to survive a bear attack for some reason.
0: Well, is, what kind of bear <laughs> is it, though? Like, I mean, that, that really factors into it, too. Oh, yeah, that's true. How fast can a black bear run? 30 miles per hour. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> um have like a
3: standard fitness test in yeah. every country with bears like also why is it uh, giving hey, me results miles reason. per
0: hour uh so for anyone curious that's like 45 46 kilometers per hour um <laughs> roughly uh 1.6 kilometers per mile um how fast can a brown bear run yeah okay those motherfuckers are 60 kilometers an hour Oh yeah. so um, Do you guys have like grizzlies yeah where you live? <laughs> yeah uh, i'm like i'm probably four hours from grizzlies but um and i've never seen one uh actually Um uh, so it's super annoying i had a boss that moved from germany to become my boss and like his first weekend <laughs> here he saw like three grizzly bears and i was like fuck off <laughs> like um but uh it's yeah, like 60 kilometers have you ever seen like
3: a city fox you know when fix foxes just like urbanize and they yeah. become like some kind of weird like infrared nightmare hmm yeah i always they, wonder like, if that bears too
0: uh yeah kind of. Um like oh, there's no. been bears that like wander into towns. Like and I mean that's that's part of the problem that we're having now that tourism's coming back is that a lot of tourists just like aren't at all fucking educated on on bears and they're like feeding them or getting bears comfortable with them. Like cuz they'll come and like fucking pet them or they'll be like check it out. It. Yeah. yeah. And so then like you have to go find the bear and kill it because then it's going to um it's going to like come up to you and be like, Hey, give me food. And then when you're like, Oh, uh, sorry, Mr. Grizzly bear. I don't have any food. Then he'll be like, jokes on you. You're the food. Um, <laughs> and then he'll eat you. Uh, and you know, like you can kind of fight like a black bear, like a little bit. Um, and black bears are actually typically like, you can scare them quite a bit. Usually I wouldn't, I still wouldn't recommend it, but, um, they're
3: cowardly and superstitious a lot, right?
0: Yeah. Unless there's like cubs around, like I had to cut, I had to skip two holes of golf one time. Cause there was like a mama black bear with cubs. And I was like, no, not fucking chance. Um, but if it's just like a lone bear, like I had one like come up on my property and like my miniature schnauzer scared it away. Um, something that it could literally just like bite in half in one bite. Um, and like, there's tons of videos of cats, like chasing black bears off. You just have to like make yourself look big and kind of like run at it. Uh that's what I was taught anyway. Uh I still wouldn't because that thing can just like it's punch your jaw off. Yeah, it's a fucking bear. <laughs> like um but a brown bear will fuck you up. Um the polar bear isn't nearly as fast. Uh but it's way fucking harder. Um uh yeah, you have like zero survivability against like a polar bear. What do you guys have as well? But,
3: um... I think we have like brown bears uh, we have black bears we have like I don't know like have we talked about this before like moose they look super fun but if you ever if you're close to a moose like it's prime nightmare material you guys have moose when I was a kid in Sweden yeah we used to be like in the country or like an elk uh, like one night, I guess I was like six or seven. And I woke up in the middle of the night I had to go to like the outhouse. And it's like, what, 15 meters away, like maybe 50 yards or whatever. And I got up in the middle of the night and like the sun's set and like the moon's out. And I unlocked the door to this 1700th century soldier cottage. And I step out in the middle of the night, just like rubbing my eyes. Yeah. And there's just like a huge fuck off elk in the middle of the lawn.
2: And, like I look <laughs> yeah. at him
3: and he look at me and like... I don't know how big he was, but it looked to me like he weighed, like, maybe 500 kilos. <laughs>
0: yeah, elk Elk are big, man. Um,
3: I... He just lowered his, hell, his uh, head and he just, like, blew his nose to make a point. And he was backed into that cottage, and I, like, refused to come out until the sun rose.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I don't blame you. Um, elk during mating season can get pretty violent. I, I had to stop. Again, I was golfing. I had to stop golfing. Um You should stop golfing. Uh, Seems
3: like lethal injuries.
0: uh, Well, I haven't had any injuries from it, Um, but I had to like stop and watch like two elk fucking duke it out on like the seventeenth hole on the Banff Springs Golf Course. Might have been the sixteenth hole actually. Uh, It was sixteenth. But yeah, I I, I, like PGA Golf Course. Like wicked, wicked place. Beautiful course, and I'm just like, oh. uh, well, so we, me and my buddy played the 16th hole and then, um, like his ball landed kind of over near this big elk that was just like laying in the first cut. And I was like, maybe just drop your ball, man. And he's like, no, <laughs> like, cause he's having a really good round. And so we walked over and this elk just like watched him do it. But I was still like, fuck, like I'm going to watch this guy die. Um... <laughs>
3: and uh making
0: up the geology the eulogy in your mind yeah
3: fred was a nice guy he treasured his family but like that round of golf really meant a lot to him
0: yeah well he got an eagle like his first eagle ever so he's just like no i can't (laughs) like i gotta keep this one going um so he shot it i I deliberately aimed to the left of the fairway to (laughs) avoid the elk uh anyways and then so then we played the 17th hole and we get to the 18th hole and like we we come off the tee and we go to our first uh, hole, and the the elk in the first cut started like screaming again. And when it's mating season, they just scream like somebody's I don't know like there's night lords nearby, um, and uh, and you can hear it echo through the mountains. And uh, and then we heard like a really loud like reply to it, like really close to us, and we're like, what the fuck? And so we kind of climbed this little embankment. And the Bow River was running next to the 18th hole. And we see this even bigger elk just fucking barreling through the water. And we're like, oh, shit. And then it kind of like it sees us and turns trajectory a little bit. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck, man. Like, get in the cart. <laughs> like, um, And we, like, run back down, jump in the cart. And we're just waiting, like, watching the ridge. Because if it comes over in our direction, I'm just going to gun it. And sh- hopefully we can just, like, get to the clubhouse before <laughs> it kills us. Um, and, uh, and then it, it had re-centered its attention on the other elk that was in the first cut. And so I was like, man, they're going to fight. We got to go. And so we just didn't play the 18th hole and like turn the cart around, drove the wrong way. Like my boss is yelling at us cause we're driving the wrong way down the cart path. And I'm like, elk fight, shut up. <laughs> like And we get there and I just watch them like flip the other elk. Uh, and then that elk, like. Pissed off and ran away into the mountains. And then this big elk, a bunch of female elk had showed up and he was trying to like get it on, but they just weren't having it.
3: <laughs> Spring Valley Golf Club. Come for the delicious greens and good drinks. Stay for the vicious elf maimings. Elk yeah. maimings. Yeah. Not elf maimings.
0: Elk, yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the wildlife out here is crazy. We have caribou as well, r- reindeer, if you want to call them that. Um, I've seen. I've seen one of them, but um, they're a lot more rare. And they have, like, a migratory pattern. So at some point, they're, like, up in the fucking Arctic somewhere. Uh, And then we have moose as well. But, yeah, you're right. Moose are, like, fucking massive. Um, And if you hit one with your car, you're likely to die.
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, It's like, if you have to explain to somebody who doesn't, like, typically leave an urban environment, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bears and wolves are terrifying, sure, but the wolves are pretty safe. But what you really need to watch out for is, like, Elks and these fucking boars,
2: because oh, yeah. boars
3: will do not give a fuck. They will just like root through your garden and impale you. They will gore you to death.
0: Yeah, yeah. I haven't run into any of them either. But like we had someone. I think I think what I heard the story was in Alberta is that uh, we had had like a boar farm, where somebody had a boar farm and then just got tired of it and just let them out into like the fucking wild. Oh, fuck. And so now it's an invasive species, and they're like, we don't fucking know how to curb this. So, like. Because they're super elusive and they populate like fucking crazy, and they're tough yeah. as nails. Um So I've never seen one, but I know I know they're here, and I know they're a fucking problem. But we ac- actually we have, uh, I think we still have one. I think there's only one herd left, but we have wild horses here as well. Um,
3: which Before are... I like derail your your podcast with like weird animal stories, and we inevitably get to like, hey. You want to hear about that one time I had a supernatural encounter in the middle of war force? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, I mean, everybody has that kind of story, right? Yeah. Um, everybody has one of those. Yeah. Should we Should we talk about why yeah. <laughs> I just forced myself onto your podcast?
0: Uh, yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're always welcome. You didn't really force yourself on. Uh,
3: but, yeah. uh you're like this weird uncle you always invite for Christmas. You just hope it goes calmly. <laughs> yeah like put them in one of the comfortable like recliners and just don't mention any army stories.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, hey, I'll, yeah. I'll do do, do you want to talk dropped. about what you're working on? Uh, I I have not really changed. I've just been painting um, on the shit that I was working on uh, that I talked about on your podcast, which I think actually dropped as of today when I'm recording this, but
3: yes, it did drop today.
0: Um, yeah. I'll have to, uh, I, I have not come up for air. Um, Craig and I were supposed to play our first game tomorrow and he just he's texted me just now and he's like yeah I'm not going to be ready for tomorrow I was like I'm not even fucking close and we were going to play a thousand points <laughs> it's like it's built but it's not fucking painted <laughs> yeah so, so
3: like you were there right we all spontaneously decided that like everybody got like a cons- console mm-hmm. I'm just going to do like Freddie and Joe just threw it at me like the good friends are like hey we're all doing a console this is the one you get so I was supposed to do, like, a chaplain for my emperor's children. They are like, choose a fucking console. I'm like, I'll, I'll take a chaplain. I'll do the chaplain. I want to do chaplain. Yeah. So, like, that guy's finished. I used to hold, like, the minotaurs. What is his name? Encomi. Yeah. He has, like, a skull helmet. And he has a ribcage mold on his artifice armor. Mm-hmm. Sweet. So I did that guy, but I did metallic purple and gave him a jump pack and, like, the old Mark IV weapon upgrade them all. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to put him up as one of the, ga- the characters for this. I don't know if you've heard about it. It's like a great Harris event uh, that I think you guys started.
0: Yeah, uh, maybe. Tell me all about so, it. It sounds sexy.
3: <laughs> I heard the guys who came up with her are attractive and virile. <laughs> yeah. No, he's probably going to be like my main character of my Istvan free survivors who like fucked off from Istvan. Yep. yeah, sweet. So he- but uh, I need to like get up the rest of him. He's gonna fight with my like the voiceless, uh, no downspoken, my Emperor's Children Recon Marines, like the disgraced Chosen of Fulgrim, yeah. who just tore out their vocal cords, scrubbed off all of the iconography, just made them fight in bare ceramite. And the uh, Eidolon being a dick just joked around and said like a broken instruments can't act in concert and just sent all of these Recon Marines off to die in the worst possible war zones ever without ever having their glories known. The worst possible, <laughs> the worst possible destiny for hung for like glory hungering empress children.
0: Yeah, goddamn, that's fucking rad so though. This,
3: <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be like their moral support. <laughs>
0: yeah, just to make sure that they do
3: die. Um, yeah, is this chaplain? <laughs> yeah, so like basically they're they're the unwanted masses from the ambition of Eidolon and the, like a post larnian Fulgrim. Fulgrim doesn't really care because the interstellar stragg- struggle between the different like warlords has started, so this is a dumping ground. And I joke around because I have this guy who's going to be my Saul Tarvitz, mm-hmm. and someone's like, "Who's that?" And i joked joked that that's his twin brother, Paul Tarvitz, because Paul like they look very different. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like these are the guys who made it off Esmon free. Yep. Uh, they did not bring Rila because of, you know, that awesome short story. Yep. And now they're going to be led by my Jump Chaplain. And I also finished up, I guess, like f- my first five Mark Six guys, which is good because I've got like a literal 80 of them.
0: Nice. Yeah. You're, you're almost you're gutching up to me. I've got 100. Yeah.
3: And I did those, like, uh, I did the marble shoulder pads. It's a super simple thing to do, but I just really like doing it. Yeah. To, like, pat myself on the back. Yeah. And, now, like, I told you before we started recording, now I'm doing a fermite drill uh, for really unclear reasons because I have no idea what the heck I'm going to put into it or, like, what the function is going to be. I'm guessing recon marines because, like, people go, like, oh, yeah, recon marines, this guy, he knows what's what. He's following the meta, like, he listens to Danish Eric. He has uh, he probably has, like, a sniper rifle. Nope. All my 25 recompers have shotguns. Yeah, I was
0: going to say, put them with shotguns and just have them pop up and pin something. I think they uh, are. Like, that's yeah. going to be their job. Yeah, Surprise, bitch. <laughs> just be like, you, uh, you ever see um, Expendables? <laughs> like, yes. when Terry Crews has, like, the drum-fed shotgun and he's just, like, walking down the hallway. Oh, I'm <laughs> actually
3: mandated by law to see every Expendable movie because Dolph Lundgren is in it.
0: Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. Is he in all of them? I, I don't think I've seen, yep. like... I think Drago's I've only seen the first two. One of them. Um Jean-Claude Van Damme was the bad guy in the second one, right?
3: Yes, and his name is literally Sean Villain. <laughs> yeah. Like people are like can you like hot yeah. pitch me why? Sean Villain. <laughs> yeah, he plays a guy named Jean Villain and he has like a belt buckle with a huge skull with a snake fruit and a like, and he he drop kicks a guy to death. Like Yeah, I he also roundhouse
0: kicked life. a knife into like Thor's brother.
3: Yes, <laughs> I was
0: like, "What the fuck?" I was like, I saw That's that a Jean Claude Van Damme thing to do." <laughs> I saw that
3: movie, and to quote my like cousins, who are eighteen, like that was pretty fucking extra. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was it was very extra. Um, maybe it's, maybe so you need like a like... Jean Claude Van Damme and Adolph Lundgren in your uh, Emperor's Children army.
3: Yeah, uh, I do have my like Vigilator. <laughs> Who who he, It's so great having a Vigilator 2.0 because people are always like, hey, I need to like, assign something to neutralize mm-hmm. that threat. And all he does is he sits in a corner and he like fucks up his rolls and possibly snipes out two or three sergeants yeah. until something gets really fed up. Like, I'm sending a javelin to take him out. I'm like, shouldn't you send a javelin to take out something of value? No! <laughs> no!
1: Yeah.
3: Fuck deck, yeah. Um uh, I've got
0: a good idea for Dolph Lundgren one. You can do a double power fist uh, champion. Yes.
3: Whatever he hits, he destroys. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Your average Centurion hits 1,200 points of punching power. He has 2,000. What does it mean, sir? He dies. (laughs) If he dies, he dies. Yeah, Uh, and then just
0: like on paper have him as like a paragon blade and a power fist and then that'll be like his fighting style. Whoa. So he can punch you quick at like uh, AP2, and maybe it kills you.
3: I'll just name him uh, Dan Ilska, which is Swedish for like rage and anger.
0: Yeah, there you go. Yeah, paint that right on his knuckles. Yes. <laughs> like, um...
3: I guess like the drill could be, <laughs> hey boys, we're dropping into the worst possible war zone ever. So like before we land, we're going to low altitude drop in a drill and you guys are just going to hide underground. For like twenty four hours or twenty four days and like when it go and gets hot we're gonna ask you to come up and just like try and pin a shotgun, use some shotguns and pin a Primark.
0: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. If you don't
3: like say something.
0: Yeah. Cool, off we go. That's fucking rad. Um so you uh you looking forward to pinning a bunch of shit in October?
3: Yes. Uh, what you got to understand is I'm shit at this game. I'll gladly play a game against you and JP and like anyone. I'm not very good at this game though.
0: Yeah, it's okay. I'm not very good at 2.0. I was pretty good at 1.0, but learning curves are uh, steep. <laughs> I found. I tried to play a 3,000 point game. It took us like two and a half hours to get through like two turns, and we were like, fuck. <laughs> like, in... we were good. <laughs> um,. But my my Vigilator uh, fucking killed Erebus and a Chaplain in, like, See? one fell swoop. So it was pretty, pretty rad.
1: As someone I who's been gems, taking
0: Vigilators his entire fucking career in Heresy, I'm so yeah, glad same they're here. actually and useful. Like, they've
3: always been, like, you know, meh, but they're cool. Yeah. And now they're, like, really fucking good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, Especially it's if you like, pack
3: a Charnable Saber on them. Yeah. Watch out who you call ugly in high school. <laughs> yeah. That's, like, my tagline for Vigilers now. was like, this entire force is, like, a Centurion, uh, Emperor's Children, Istvan-free survival. So, like, I have a lot of, like, broken marble pieces and stuff. And the problem is that when you have Centurion uh, survival, that does not necessarily scale well for 3,500, 5,000-point events like Scandis. What is Scandis, you wonder? I hear you clamoring. It is the end of the year event that the Brandon Heresy has had longer than I was on it. Initially, it was like a huge event at the end of the year because we usually have like a centurion event and like a Middle event and like usually we have like a tank battle event because Freddy, uh, our co-host and like the founder, together with Jody of the Brandon Heresy podcast, they're like huge Fred heads. You know, like yeah. classic tank movies and like the third dozen Kelly's heroes, everything like that. He's mm-hmm. like the super, <laughs> the super engaged but not very hippie tank driver from. Uh, kelly's heroes Mm -hmm. so like we always had an event and at the end of the year we always had like a bring your big toys like let loose just bring the craziest shit you could imagine we used to always have like solar auxiliary armies with a bunch of tanks and like militia armies with a bunch of tanks or like insane mech armies yeah and it was like a gentleman's agreement like i've got some harsh shit what's your army like super fluffy okay like we'll we'll just do some grudges amongst people So last year we tried a new system for Skandis, which didn't quite work out the way we did because we had a narrative-driven, like, computer interface system, which could have been. uh, The software was great, and idea was well. It's just that we agreed to bring in a bit too many players, and there were not enough TOS. Mm. So, like, we told everyone, "Hey, you can also like do grudge matches," but there was a lot of volume and not enough TOS. So we own responsibility for that. (laughs) I was accused of like killing heresy on stage. Whoa. Yeah. So, like, if you have any problems with heresy, that's probably on me. Um, so now, it's good. yeah, that's cool. Uh, now we're going to have, like, a big, huge, big, huge blowout event. Uh, bring all your big toys. So we're going to do that for Scandis this year. 3,500 points, like, bring whatever you want. Classic grudge matches, like, Swiss pairings. We're just going to hang around, have a great time. Now, in combination with this uh we, we like like joke rounded podcasts if yeah. you hadn't heard like the tone for the podcast it's like jovial and unreferential but every year and i guess i'm gonna wax a bit seriously here it's hard for me to pronounce the w's because i'm from sweden so you know we get this german thing v's and w's are the same to me
2: yeah.
3: i'm gonna wax <laughs> yeah well anyway i'm gonna get a bit serious yeah. so we have a raffle against Duchenne's muscular dystrophy disease.
2: Yes.
3: It's a a pretty horrible disease that affects a very small minority of people in the world, only young boys, and it manifests at a very early age. Uh, You can use genetic trackers to find it. And quintessentially what it does is that it's uh, neurodegeneratory. So it breaks down the neurological bonds, which makes muscles work. So uh, you're gonna have the muscles themselves gonna start breaking down at a very early age. And like, as you might know, a surprising amount of functions in your body are handled by autonomous subsystems that are drawn by muscles like the heart.
2: Yeah.
3: And 90% of all the research capital that goes into working for a cure of DMD or like an effective vaccine is publicly funded because state funding is very limited. Uh, my wife works in academia and basically 90% of academia is presenting results and tangible progress. so You can get more funding and it's really hard to do if you can't like get it. Because you need, like, everybody knows about, like, probably uh, right now, monkeypox and COVID vaccines and cancer and AIDS, but for every disease out there, we need to drum up as much private funding as we can. So, Freddie actually came up with an idea to do something about this and still make sure that everybody gets, like, a solid horrors, heresy, horrors, heresy, heroin fix straight in their veins. Uh, How it works is you donate to the charity, which is in our podcast, and... Hopefully, the show links. And also, you guys shared a link yesterday. So
0: Yeah, so it it is in our link tree. So if you jump over yes. to our Facebook or our Instagram, you can click on the link tree, the link in our bio. And uh, I believe it's the top link. I think I put it in to be the top link. Uh, so it, it should be um, the donation site. And then underneath that would be like Push for Beta Garmin and then the rest of
3: our actual podcast stuff. I want to know more about this. Better garment stuff. Uh, yeah, so sorry. Um, yeah. How it works is if you donate like, I think 60 bucks, uh, you get a ticket. You don't have to get a ticket. Like you could just donate because, uh, well, it's for the kids really. Yeah. Imagine getting an information from like your local PD, pediatrician that uh, your child has a neurodegeneratory disorder and there's no cure. So this is a good way to actually get the power back and help well, the little kids, but also the parents. Like the powerlessness, can be cured by doing something to actually help people in the world. So for 60 bucks, you get a ticket into the raffle and you can make your donation publicly or privately. Yeah, Every little bit helps. It doesn't have to be 60 bucks. Like I generously just, generously, I generally just go in and give some money if I have something over, like I'm going to buy a dread. No, that's 250 quid. I'm going to just donate some money because when you get a ticket, you're entered automatically into raffle mm-hmm. and every year we usually have like a theme. Uh, two years ago, we had, like, titan houses. So the five winners got, like, a titan house each. Uh, warlord, no, like, Reaver, Warhounds, Knights, the Hoshibang. Uh, before that, it was, like, entire armies. So you could win, like, 1,500 points professionally painted Centurion uh, armies or, like, a 3000 points line army.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And so for that, we had three full knight houses. And actually, <laughs> this was before I was on the podcast, though. Uh, I have won one of those night houses.
0: Oh, you son of a bitch
3: that yeah. was my first scanned event i yeah. just like rolled up played the mechanicum in, uh, in in centurion <laughs> managed to win a game complete by accident and then i won a nighthouse. house so like the theme this year is going to be full armies and imperial aeronautica but we're gonna nice. have like a really widespread. So we're gonna have a widespread. We're gonna have like armies. We're gonna have titans. We're gonna have super heavies. We're gonna have like titanicus stuff. We've actually got a couple of really cool sponsors coming up. We've got yeah. Goose Spiel in uh, Sponga, We've got Grillby Games where we live. We have Game Maniacs, all really good local game stores. Particularly like GameManiacs.se. If you live in Sweden and you want to pre-book something, talk to them. They've got a list for all the upcoming Harris events. Mm-hmm. And everybody's donated, like, unopened packages and, like, new stuff. And when we pull your name out of that raffle ticket, just get in contact with us and we will ship it. We've had winners in, like, Australia. We've had winners in North America. I think we had a winner once in South America. We'll make sure you get your prize. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm pretty sure that Freddy, like, brought the Warlord Titan to LVO once in a baby carrier.
0: Uh, was the baby career? I I know there's a guy who always brings a warlord titan from uh Britain to Elvio, yes, and he ships it in like like he's shipping King Kong or something. Over. <laughs> like he gets it in like a crate and it's like packed solid and like strapped in and like tied taut. And yeah, it's crazy.
3: <laughs> like, you should and, get one of those like you know pet cages. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> um, a dog
0: cage. I, I mean, I, like. You know, not that I'm trying to discourage anyone from bringing a a Titan to uh, LVO for the the mega battle, but um, like the the flying situation is so dismal right now. Like I was reading that um, an airline left a dog like out on the fucking tarmac in its carrier for like 23 hours or something.
3: Apparently, like, Ryanair it made, didn't like, die, a but um. <laughs> Like, that dog feel good. Ryanair yeah. made a statement that they're going to have to significantly lower their services to make sure that everyone can afford cheap flying. And I'm like, how would I make the difference? But anyway, yeah. we have to. How had, much lower yeah, can you shared... sink? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyways, sorry. Um, continue. No, no, no. Yeah. I tend to ramble, so feel free to just <laughs> to interrupt that same best way. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I've got a face made for radio and a voice made for waking GIs up in the morning. So, <laughs> just as an obscure joke, I hope nobody has to get that. So, like, you don't and it's for charity, and you get actually a ticket. Mm-hmm. And it works both ways. You help out a good cause, and you still have a chance to win some really cool Heresy Prizes. Yeah. We've actually, also for this year, we got an Age of Darkness box, and we have a vote currently up on Advantage of the Heritage Podcast group, where you can vote for, like, an epic rivalry, like Thousand Suns, like Space Wolves, Bears, and Ultramarines. And we're going to paint that up, and the winner gets it. And we're going to probably add some stuff, like a Rhino or, like, a Kratos. Sweet.
1: Yeah, also, shameless good.
3: plug, uh, for Engine Heresy Podcast, join our Patreon. Uh, this year we're going to have a Patreon-like lottery to reward all our our like listeners in it, so you have a chance to win uh, new prizes, unopened stuff, and boxes. It sounds like I'm just giving shit away, but we've had a couple of really generous sponsors. And this new plastic release, regardless of what you think about the cast, like it's been a boon for getting new people in, and also for us getting prizes. Like, I mean, come on, plastic, damas, rhinos? amazing
0: that's a good idea i might jack that one because i i haven't done a patreon because i'm like i don't really know how to add value i don't have any more time to do any more episodes <laughs> or anything um like my plate's already full uh yeah, but i also float like, the cost of the podcast like
3: yeah um, that's what we use it for yeah like podcast stuff and also like prizes for raffles and like event subsidization yeah
0: and yeah like, that's we're, brilliant
3: like, we're gonna We're going to do a test print of like jackets or like, I don't know, sports stuff or blazers. We have that. We just want to give something back to the community. Uh, I'm a bit all over the place. (laughs) Like I told poor Alex, I took a nap just now putting my kids down. So like I woke up and just felt like sweaty and like I had like a post Thanksgiving feeling all over me. Oh,
0: that's a nice feeling. Just warm. Yeah.
3: Warm and kind of full, but also disoriented, a bit confused. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, check out the raffle, uh, DMD Raffle Twenty Twenty Two. Check out the Scandis event. Like this year, we're gonna have some guests. We're gonna treat very nicely. <laughs> I say it in advance, <laughs> so you can't hold against me. And like we're gonna show Alex and JP a really good time. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty pretty
0: exciting. I'm uh, pretty jazzed. I'm open to book my flight next week. So, um...
3: if not, I guess we're gonna, just gonna have to come to Canada.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean. I'll set something up. You want me to set something up? I'll set set something up.
3: (laughs) And we'll just intrude on your hospitality.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fuck, I mean, I'll Uh, I'll put you guys up, Um, take everybody to Banff,
3: maybe (laughs) see an elk fight. (laughs) um, We're just going to show up with the most stereotypical perception ever. Uh, Hey, uh, where's Rush? Is that over there? like... I brought me on tapper. Like, do you guys have maple trees or what, what's going on? Yeah. 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 Like Wrong side of the country.
0: Trees. Yeah.
3: Uh, we, technically, I,
0: as as much as Can- Canadians love to take credit for that, uh, Canada, like, wasn't a country yet, and it was actually a <laughs> contingent of, like, British guys from the Caribbean that it's sailed like, up and snuck in. Come on. Come on but it was come on, during man. the War Canada. of 1812,
3: so they were trying Stop to, like, so get us. They were, trying like to, it, they were
0: trying to get us.
3: <laughs> like, beating the shit out of America in a war on their own territory. And they're like, well, you know, it, it wasn't really us. And like, we didn't do that. You're too humble. Like, yeah. Can you imagine if... It was like proto-Canadians if, did it, but yeah. Do you think that America would be like, yeah, like, we didn't really win against Canada. Um, it's like a different situation. No, man.
0: No, they don't teach it at all. Um, <laughs> I, I worked with, like, a bunch of Ivy League students, like, shortly after they graduated. And I made reference to the War of eighteen twelve, and they were like, "What was that?" And I was like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> I was like, "Take a knee, kids. I'm about to I'm about to drop
3: a knowledge bomb." Uncle <laughs> and... I was gonna tell about time we kicked your ass. Like, wait, what? You... Yeah. Well, someone was like. Do you mean the Mexican Wars? No. Yeah. Do you, you mean guys... the Indian Wars? <laughs> God, no. Yeah,
0: you guys haven't just been losing wars, you know, since Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I just offended a lot of Americans there. Um... <laughs> One might I mean, have to get edited out. <laughs> like, if, we're, if we're doing that,
3: like, I just want to point out that Sweden was technically building an empire before America even existed. But then I also have to add in, for like honest sake, we were losing wars before America honestly yeah. existed. Yeah. We tried to invade Russia, and like historical pro tip, don't. Uh
0: yeah, um, I feel like just don't invade anything over there. Just, yeah, like, you know what? No. Just don't invade anymore.
3: Like, Just when stop. Sweden tried to invade Russia <laughs> in the 1700s, it was, like, legit the coldest the coldest winter ever recorded. And it's so funny because whenever somebody tries to invade Russia, we always go, like, yeah, Yo. well, you know, there's, like, ameliorating circumstances, like the coldest winter ever in existence, and, um, like, the Russians retreated, and, like, um, uh, reasons.
0: I mean, to be fair, that's probably where it would have stalled on uh, the invasion of Canada in 1812 anyway. They would have got up there, and they would have been like, holy fuck, it's minus 46 like Celsius? Why? Why do you live here? <laughs> you can just
3: keep it. We don't want it. <laughs> I've heard the reason they took Fahrenheit was just dilute American-like management. How, how cold does it get? Oh, only like 36 degrees. 36 degrees Fahrenheit, that's nothing. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Fahrenheit. Yeah, Fahrenheit. Um, fuck. It, it, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it gets quite cold in Sweden as well, but it gets r- just bleak. Um, it was like, like the was second winter Sweden, I lived in Alberta. Yeah, like we get we get minus the capital, thirty pretty regularly. Like... Capital.
3: We have like this weird wet chill. Yeah, because there's a lot of water.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, I get that. Uh, living in New Brunswick, it got it got like that, like cold and wet for like minus thirty. Um, it's a dry cold here yeah. in Alberta, which is nice. So it's like more tolerable. But let me just tell you. <laughs> When you go outside and it's -56 Celsius like without a fucking wind chill it doesn't matter that it's dry you're just like fuck I give up like I'm just going to lay down here just die. Uh, Everybody
3: gangster until the the hairs in your nostrils freeze as you're trying to breathe. Everyone's
0: gangster until your city is colder than the surface of Mars. Yeah. Um, and uh, and your husky doesn't want to fucking go outside.
3: I'm going to introduce you to a couple of guys, like, from the northern part of Sweden. Yeah. And they're, like, basically part ice giants. <laughs> like, I give them shit all the time, but that's because if I ever left the capital, I would be completely dependent or, like, their survival skills and goodwill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 Christopher, you talk shit about us on the podcast, but now you're, di- oh, shit, he's dying again. Could somebody else, to, like, bring some hot wine or something? He's really fucking stockholmers. is dying. <laughs> yeah. He's slapping me, like, stop. Stop. Duh. We don't want you to die yet. We're making a point here. Oh, God damn it.
0: Yeah. let um, Do they make you guys go winter camping when you're kids?
3: Uh, like if you join the scouts, yes. But otherwise, mm. like if you're from, <laughs> if we used to have this mandatory conscription system. Yep. So like everybody does at a minimum of 10 months. And like they used to love sending people from the capital, like from the southern parts up to like the north. It's kind of funny. <laughs> so like we're gonna we're gonna have you guys live in tents and like oh cool what's this big like oh oh we get a stove like that's your diesel stove that's your lifeline. And it's gonna get minus thirty five at night. Yeah, it's not fun.
0: You <laughs> no, still live in I mean, northern Ontario. Officers, but... Yeah, yeah, it's probably alright for them. Um, they're probably comfortable.
3: <laughs> yeah, well I mean they're used to it, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. Cold weather living. It's not for everybody. But also, hot weather living. Not a fan.
3: So what are you bringing for scandals?
0: Uh I'm gonna bring my blood angels. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, so I gotta actually fucking work on them. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, like I the like red that I've got try. is way fucking labor intensive. Like, I can paint black fucking fast. And like it's not a thing. But to get like this red and to get it looking just like chef's kiss, it's not it's not a short process. Uh like I airbrushed for like two hours and my hand was just like a claw. And <laughs> Did you get a blister on your trigger finger? No, I didn't get a blister, but um I uh and I've got like the first layer of the red down on like eleven guys. They were already primed. But um, then, like, after I prime them, I give them, like, a base layer of Caspian Blue. Ah. And then I do my Zenith highlighting. And then it's just, like, a lot of fucking crimson from Scale 75, which it comes out, like, super smooth and it smells okay, which is, like, nice. Um, But just building the crimson up, like, so it doesn't just look pink over top of, like, the Zenith highlight and stuff takes just fucking forever um and but i mean it creates like a really good like dynamic shade which is nice um but uh um at at once once you get through that part it goes pretty quick because then uh you know then i just kind of highlight within that with the the primary red and and then i warm that up with like golden flesh and vanilla vanilla white and uh and orange um And so it kind of builds up in that direction. And then I deepen the shadows with Prussian blue and black ink mixed together. And then uh, then I give it a filter layer of primary red to just blend it all over. So it creates like this really saturated, really like luminous red with really sort of like deep shadows. Um, And it looks really, really nice. And it keeps the warmth through the filter layer, but without having, you know, kind of that like hard breaks in the um in the uh like the layers i guess um so it looks smooth it looks nice uh but it looks somewhat grimdark without going like full you know just staining it with enamels or oils um and uh yeah i don't know It, it looks super good um and it's gonna look awesome all on the table uh, but I've also been like heavy on fucking converting them and stuff. Like I've got a crazy command squad that's all fucking bespoke and took me like a full weekend to build like six models, and then I've swapped all of the heads on the Mark 6 Marines.
3: I mean, I think you find like you find sheet like not sheet codes. You found detours. This is like my second or third metallic army I've done. Yeah, and for And like what you learn pretty easily is that for metals, you're really better off just putting in an hour or two doing all the metals on your guy and like doing the metallic layers in two thin layers or two thin coats of metallic clear. Mm -hmm. And then you should really varnish it because you are going to overpaint like either weapons or like holster or fucking whatever. Mm -hmm. And then then you have to do black and metal. But as soon as you get like to a certain threshold, you're like, yeah, that's going to look dope. But the road there is always like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, um, so I'm I'm doing, like, a good chunk in, like, metallics, like, in gold metallics. Like, I'm doing, like, crimson paladins all in metal. And uh, I heard that metals, like, come through better if they're on, like, a gloss black primer. Oh, yeah. So I've got that, but I haven't start, and I've got the gloss black down on them, but I haven't started because I'm fucking terrified. I have AK Interactive, uh, like, the metallic wax. And uh, so I, I think I'm going to use that and just do it, like, kind of all by brush. Because you can put that on, and then you can, like, buff it, and it's
3: supposed to look like real steel, or real yeah, gold. Yeah, Freddie did that for a couple of nighthouses that we raffled off. Yep. It looks amazing.
0: Does it? OK, so so do that then. Don't airbrush it. Like, actually like get the <laughs> metallic wax on there, and then, like, buff it.
3: Yeah, but he only did it on, like, the rims of, like, the bigger plates.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's typically where I've used it so far. I'll, I've used it for, like, highlight layers and stuff. Um. Uh, actually, I did a Thunder Warrior that I kind of used it a little bit more in, but yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm torn. I I may just like default to what I know, and like airbrush uh decayed metal over everything, and then build up like highlights in gold, and then use the metallic wax as kind of like highlighting layer. But yeah, fuck, I I don't know. I'm I'm scared, so I haven't started on. I'm gonna get the red done, and then I'll tackle those guys. But.
3: I'm just happy that I got like this weird fetish that metallic purple and like gold looks good. I do like three different versions of gold, like yep. the GW whatever it's called. Then do like some mellow down, and then I use this Vallejo True Metallics.
0: <laughs> nice.
3: And then maybe like some silver on the extreme. Like if you have the Eagle's yep. Claw on the wing, I used use like some silver on the very furthest tips of the edges.
0: Ooh, yeah, that's nice. Used, uh, I think I used a lot of Peridot Alchemy in the in the gold for fulgrim oh that's hot yeah and it looks pretty good maybe i'll just default to what i know just not not fuck with a good thing
3: (laughs) (laughs) but i told you about that right like how if you follow our system i'm also like i do my and like oh yeah this looks nice it's parade ready like they're really good and then i start like doing shipping over there i'm like oh no shit i fucked up my life like what fuck am i doing and then towards the end it starts like coming together Trying yeah. something new is always a bit of a process, but it tends to be worth it as well as trying to say, I guess. In my own strange Swedish way.
0: Yeah, that's true too. Um maybe what I'll do is I'll get like a piece of piece of uh like just a shitty model or something. I'll base it in or prime it in that gloss black. I'll see if I can create like kind of mixtures with the uh with the steel and if I can get it looking good and then, you know, use the airbrush with just like some washes and filters and stuff to like create some depth and some interest and then obviously oil oil washes kind of at the end of it. Um, I, th- I think it can probably still come out and, and look pretty good. But, I was kind of
3: hoping see. they'd have released, like, a Venator model by now in plastic, because I've got <laughs> – I don't know if you heard that, like, oof I did as I lifted up. I've got a Venator here. I built, like, a couple of months back. Yeah. Or, like, December, whatever. <laughs> Shit, it was probably for the holidays, and I magnetized the sponsoons. But, like, it's in metal and a silver highlight. Now I just need to put the purple over on it. And I think that's the last thing I need. to Finish for Skandis. but I kept being distracted. My own like complete unwillingness just to paint like fucking Skaven models.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, I hear you. With the Mechanicum book coming out, I want to like work on Mechanicum again. So we'll see. Maybe I'll just do like a small Mechanicum allied detachment. Pack those in the bag
3: too. Yeah, I've got like two or two thousand points of Mechanicum, but I did them before I started using like. If this was way before I started using oils and like pigments properly, so I need to go back and like fix some stuff on them.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I feel the same way. I've got a couple Castellacs that are just about done, and I'm just like, "Hmm, these could be better." (laughs) Like,
3: yeah, yeah. Um, That's where I am with like my Wardbearers. They look perfectly fine. It's just that like, I should do some oils and like you know some recess shading on them, (laughs) and all of these things I've learned since I painted that army, and maybe I'll just sell it.
0: Yeah, yeah. There you go. I've thought about that with my Raven Guard a couple times because I've had them forever, and now they're like such a fucking hodgepodge of colors and shit. I'm just like I should just fire sell these fuckers and get them out, but I don't know. Yeah, I've had them for a while, my, like, so I'll just Legion. keep them. <sighs> Alpha Legion's always fucking so tempting too.
3: It's really fun to paint, like yeah. classic metallic scheme.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, you've you got a real love for it <laughs> and oh, a shit. real penchant, yeah. yeah.
3: This Sigrun is coming apart. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> oh no. Uh, okay. Well, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll sign out there then. Um, why don't you just remind everyone where to find uh, everything from you and then?
3: Yes, the Veronjean yeah. Harris podcast, and then if you just Google "Scandis 2022, and everything should show up. Yeah. And don't fail me now, Sigrun Tank just like the entire left hand sort part of the hull is coming off oh no and Uh well I, 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 got I got think we're going to get it soon was, <laughs> yeah it's because this thing was something that someone was going to throw away because it was such a rough cast yeah yeah, that makes sense um, so check out Scandus 2022 the and Heresy podcast uh, if you have any questions for free we can. if you like your international travel we can probably hit you up with like an extra ticket ooh.
0: There you go. You heard it here first. Extra ticket if you're an international traveler.
3: We'll treat you real good.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Right on. Okay. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate it. Uh, This has been awesome. Um, Thanks for having me on. Yeah. And uh, we'll probably be back with a wrap-up maybe. I don't know. I assume so. All right. See ya. (laughs) And welcome back to the Death and Betrayal podcast. Uh, that wraps up this episode. Uh, I didn't count again, um, on what episode we were at. I think this is episode 48. Four, yeah, yeah. I think it's 48. yeah, 48. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, we had a bit of chat about a few events, lots of events, uh, mm-hmm. happening at the start. Um, talked about how I'm pushing the boundaries of my friendship with Miles. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and then Chris taught, stopped by, and we learned all about uh, you know the excitement that is Scandus. So, um, with that, we're at almost 19,000 downloads as well. We're only about uh, 60, 62 downloads off of that. 62
1: downloads.
0: Yeah, off wow. of 19,000. Huge. Over 47 episodes. Wow. I know. Thanks for. Can't believe this many people. I thought like a hundred people would want to listen to me. I know. <laughs> um, but, uh, anyways. Uh, Check out the Verengian Heresy if you haven't already. We'll have um, uh, you know a link over to their Instagram in the show notes uh, as well. If you want to donate to um, the Fight Against Duchenne Muscular Dystrophy, uh, jump over to our, our link tree. Um, I'll put the link tree in the show notes as well, but it is on our Facebook and Instagram. And then uh, I'll put a, a direct link you know i'll just put the link to the link tree it's fine i'll just stick with that yeah um links for the uh push to beta garmin and the tale of heresy gamers will be in the show notes as always along with little legend studio um you can catch their instagram uh at little legend studio and broken arrow 2000 and check out crescent edge studio at crescent edge studio um on instagram and don't forget the little legend studio blog uh, and the patreon patreon.com legend studio and there is a number of classes that are coming up as well uh which i meant to meant to shout out um i'm gonna jump over to that link right now so i can and uh we've got um january 2023 the army painting Masterclass. In Canada, beautiful Montreal. Unfortunately, the same weekend as the Las Vegas Open. So I won't be there. But, I won't uh, be there. Check it out um, January uh, 28th and 29th. And it's at uh, Abyss. Uh, and it's spelt Abyss, but it's French. So it's Abyss. Abyss. Um, although I think it's missing an E to actually be in French. So, anyways, but it's in Montreal. Uh, so go over there, check that out. I think there's still a few tickets available for that. Um, always exciting check out unreal wargaming studios if uh, your pants are two inches short for our bases mm. and uh, make sure you check out craig at craig or the barbarian before you jump over and jump on our instagram at the dav podcast or follow us on facebook.com slash the dav podcast and if you would like us to do any listener lists because actually we, ha- we haven't done those in a little while no um, jump on over to uh, our email the and betrayal at gmail.com or if you've got any events that you'd like us to shout out uh like um the one that i just talked about earlier in the show i can't remember what it's called oh my god and I can't find it on Facebook. I know it's in the push for beta garment. I'll just do that quickly. But I will have uh, links in the show notes to uh, the Ghost Planet Polterex as well. So Renegade Wargaming's August Assault, sorry, Autumn Assault, the Ghost Planet Polterex. So again, only about five tickets left at the time of recording for that, um, and uh, we'll have uh, notes in the show notes for that. So, with that, uh, we'll catch you next time and keep those Geller fields up. Take care.